I'm Paul Ciampanelli. I am Kirk Pinchon. This is the podcast where we pick a music-related topic, then we watch video clips about that topic. And if you go to our website, musicraygun.com, you can watch all the clips we talk about. Right, Kirk? Uh-huh. Clanking chains. <laughs> creaking door. Mm-hmm. Spider webs. Boo. It's Halloween. Sold that hard. <laughs> like, you might have oversold it, Paul. <laughs> Classic undersell. Yeah. Classic Paul. Uh, it's, it's Halloween! It's, it's Halloween. It's Yay! our second Halloween episode. Second Halloween episode. I like, I like and dislike Halloween, but I like it for our show because Halloween is the time of year when we get to do what rock and roll was invented for in the first place. Do you know what that is, Kirk? To scare people. Specifically. More specific. To scare kids. More specifically. To scare parents. To worship Satan. <laughs> that's what it was. Yes. 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 That's a fact, too. Yes. That Rock and roll was invented to worship the yeah, devil. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% And, and this true. is the most satanic time of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to edit that out. Okay. So uh, so that's what, that's what I plan on doing tonight. <laughs> is worshiping, worshiping, Satan. worshiping Satan. There you go. I don't know about you. But the first clip that you picked, I think, rates a little bit as Satan worshiping. Yes, uh, absolutely. A very classic song that I wouldn't call a Halloween song, but totally works on any Halloween playlist. Yes, uh, and legit, the songs I picked, uh, we picked five. Mm-hmm. Uh, three don't scare me anymore; they just annoy me. <laughs> One I actually like now. And then there's this one, which still scares me. Uh, yeah, what is it? This is Arthur Brown doing fire. Yeah, the crazy, is, the crazy world of Arthur Brown. It's sheer terror. I mean, it's psychedelic. It's that, you know what it is? The, the video's creepy, but it's that first note, that mm-hmm. first talking, and then he goes right into it, and you're just like, taken aback, like, what the Yeah, if people don't already know this song, I would say it's one of the top five, possibly top three, best one-hit wonders ever. (laughs) Wow, don't at you. Ever. Wow. This song rules. I figured you'd like this. I'm surprised you like this. I... I'd like it a little bit now. What's your experience with it? Did it... Like, you knew it as a kid and it frightened you? It's a... It was before... Because this was like in the 60s. 68. Yeah. Yeah. So I know this... Strictly from the video, they played it a little bit on the radio, like around Halloween. Yeah. But in Cleveland, there was a uh, Saturday afternoon sh- uh, uh, host called Superhost. Mm-hmm. And it was a wacky show where a guy dressed up as like this low-rent Superman. And it was one of those things where it was local TV, they would show B-movies, because that's what you showed on local TV on Saturdays. And so like it must have been like a random uh, weekend, because it was on Saturday, I'm not home watching as a kid yeah and in between they do wacky stuff and show wacky stuff and then show stuff and they showed this yeah and i was like what (laughs) this is a horror show oh this is great and then subsequently i've been like oh yeah this always kind of freaks me out yeah the great thing about arthur uh, Arthur brown is you can like he's still doing it oh he's he's not dead no and he still performs like you can search youtube for arthur brown fire 2018 Find a clip of him doing it recently, still with the helmet on, oh with my the foot on fire, and still in great voice. Wow. Uh, but this is this is like an original video clip from 1968. It's in black and white, and it looks great. It looks great. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. That, I mean, that freaks the fuck out. 
maybe the greatest opening to a rock and roll yes. song ever. It and just it, gets straight to yes. the point. Yes, it, it just the the talk, the quick line, and then the quick get into it. Yeah, is terrifying. Yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> So good. That now it gets subsequently less creepy as you watch the video because he gets goofy. And he gets yeah, and he sings in a falsetto kind of. Yeah, and then he starts dancing like a '60s hippie. But that beginning is straight horror. Yeah, he's a real. He's like a proto Alice Cooper. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And for a while, I looked at him and I was like, Oh my god, he really looks a little bit like uh, Cooper. Yeah. Now, I'm sure he uh, refined the effect of this sort of headdress that he wears that's on fire. But I read that early on it was not insulated, so it would conduct the heat and, like, hurt like hell every time he did it. But he would still do it. That's crazy. That's nuts. That's rock and roll. That's rock and roll. That's worshiping Satan. Hell yeah. I think, too, it also always kind of bothered me and kind of made me tense about it yeah. is the uh, the keyboards. Yeah, it's creepy. It's creepy and it gets fast and yeah. then it's just all over the place. Yeah, that's part. He looks like Alice Cooper. He looks like Alice Cooper. Yeah. And it's just a weird song. What? I don't even know what he's singing about besides... He's Fire. Bringing, he's bringing Hellfire. Yeah. If he's bringing Hellfire, then is he Satan? Uh, or a minion of Satan. Minion, minion, yeah. yeah. Alright, fair enough. I'm gonna maybe, say maybe the Antichrist. Yeah, okay. I like that better than Satan. Then the key, yeah, that keyboard yeah. is, is real. It's such a perfect blend of like hippie psychedelia and like proto heavy metal Satanism. Yes. And, yeah. I'm curious as to how this was received when it came out in 68. I like, mean, it's, yeah. Where people are like, this is end of days. Or it's, it's a little creepy, but it's not like aggressive. And it, no, and it's it not is, aggressive. It is ho- hooky and poppy, and it gets like now it's just getting silly, so yeah. it's not as. But yeah, and it's not so early. I mean, it's it's sixty-eight. 68 you know, so yeah, the Beatles are putting the White Album out. That's You're true. a year away from the Stooges, yeah. so there was weird shit going on. Yeah, that's true. Uh, then the horns. I, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna admit, yeah. I like the horns, but like he looks awesome. He's like that. Shredded rock star. Yeah. There's a little a little Iggy Pop there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And just manic. Just yeah, like I said, not a Halloween or horror song, or even, I wouldn't even consider it proto-goth in any way, but like, if you're having a Halloween party, play this song. Oh, 100% play this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, people will respond. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next clip. This is a little bit of an outlier mm-hmm. among my clips. I was completely unaware of this music video yep. until very recently. Yes. You made me aware of it after we recorded a recent episode. Yes. When we did the Zbigniew Wachinski album. Yes. We watched a Lou Reed music video. Yes, because I said I'd seen this when I was a teenager. And I yeah. thought it was it was just, a, at the time, it was such a weird, mm-hmm. freaky Video. It was for the oh this one or this the, one oh well the one we watched on that episode was the original. Yeah, that was just dumb with Lou Reed rapping. Yeah, yeah, really bad. But you made the connection to this other video, consciously or subconsciously. I think subconsciously because you wouldn't have known that this song and that song are on the same album. No, I did know that. Oh, you did. I did know that. This is a much better song. Is this is a good song. 
and maybe the most terrifying music video I've ever seen. It's There's weird. nothing scary about the song. It's kind of a no. it's a really nice bouncy fun. Yeah. Uh very poppy for Lou Reed song. It's No Money Down mm-hmm. from the Mistrial album. I'd never seen this mu- music video. You made me watch it. <laughs> and it's the scariest music video I've it's ever weird. seen. It's weird. It's a weird and this was played in rotation on MTV yeah. regularly. So, fun fact about this video is directed by Godlian Cream. Oh, no shit. Yes, who, uh, much like Zbigniew Rybczynski, were music video innovators in the 80s. Yeah. And early winners of the MTV Video Vanguard Award. They were like one of the first, I think. They were the first yeah. music video directors yeah. to win it. And Zbigniew Rybczynski was the second music video director to win it. Oh, yeah. yeah like, other, like Michael Jackson, like artists won it. Yeah. But in terms of music video direction, yeah. Godlian Cream were the first to win it. And then Zbigniew Rybczynski. Another fun fact, Godly and Cream also directed the music video for Rocket, which, oh, we, which we had which we had in our first Halloween episode yeah. because that scared you. Yes. And the animatronic quality in that can be traced to the video we're about to watch. Yes. For No Money Down by Lou Reed. This is great. I love this. This is a good song. Which too. is it's a great song. Yeah. I've been listening to the song a lot. The video, it starts off creepy right away. Yes. Where, if, if you don't realize right away that it's an animatronic yeah. robot made, dressed to look like Lou Reed, you're just like, what is wrong with Lou? Yeah. It looks like a burn victim Lou Yeah, Reed it looks like or, he's been through something horrific. Right, it's, it's Lou Reed in the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got the shades on, which, yeah. which hides the inhumanity a little yeah. bit, but he's moving and you're like, oh. Yeah, and then you pick it up. Right there. When it starts, when it starts singing along to the song, you're like, "Oh, it's an animatronic." Yes. All animatronics are creepy. Yes. Which even for the '80s, this was pretty high tech. Yeah. The way it's lit is creepy too. Like yeah. it's lit from underneath. Yeah. And it's all that's all the video is. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into it more, but that's really there's it's, no other shot. It's a medium shot of an animatronic Lou Reed singing along to the song. Yes. Something else horrible will happen. Yes, exactly. But it's this one shot yeah. of this animatronic. And as you're watching it, you're like, oh, it's an animatronic of the Reed. This is the video. Okay. At first, it's only vaguely creepy in the way that the Uncanny Valley is creepy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you don't think you don't think much is going to happen. Because you're like, oh, this is the video. And you're okay. just like, okay, Lou Reed's a weirdo. This is a weird thing. This is a weird, he decided, and you're like, oh, maybe he didn't want to be in the video, so they just yeah. did this. I think I actually bought this album based on the song. It, this is a great song. Yeah. I think that is the second single after the original rap. Oh, is that though. first? It, it might have been. It led with that one. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, not a good lead. <laughs> <sighs> it's so creepy. Yeah. Just the, the way the flesh, the fake rubbery flesh hangs yeah. on the... Okay, now... The original shot is panning out to a picture-in-picture. Yes. So we're going to continue to see in the picture-in-picture the same shot of the animatronic singing along that we've been watching. That continues for the rest of the video. Yeah. The main image, animatronic Lou just reached up and took off his aviators. Yes. So now we see his creepy animatronic eyes. Creepy, yes. And this is where it takes a dark turn. Yes, this is where it gets real creepy. Yeah. I mean, his eyes are creepy to start, and then so they're real hands. The, yes, they're real hands. I, I wonder. I feel like Lou would be like, "No, I really want to do it." Or if they just got someone else to. My do My guess it. is they got a stagehand who would know. They're like, "Okay, do it this way. Yeah. Take it out this way. 
there's a certain sequence to it. These hands reach up. They're wearing fingerless leather gloves, mm-hmm. which itself has a certain quality to yeah, it. Yeah, a menace. And they immediately, basically fish hook the animatronic. Yes. Uh, and start to rip the, the skin off of the plastic animatronic skull. <laughs> yes. Which is... The rest, of, the rest of the video the is just The rest of the this. video is these two hands, and it, it makes it look like the it, it's doing it to itself. Yes, which is it's a great trick. Yeah, it's just destroying the... It's destroying this animatronic robot. Now it's ripping the wig off. Yeah. It gets even worse at the end, and I remember you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's still, the best is... Now it's going for the... It's still trying to sing. Yeah. That's what's great. The animatronic is still moving while the hands rip the skin off of its skull. Yes. Skin's almost all gone. You're starting to see the the parts. The What's great parts. is like the fingers try to go to the eyeball, but it can't really get the eyeball. Yeah. So it's like let me grab something else. No, right this here. to me is the worst part. It reaches into the mouth and it's just ripping the jaw. It off. rips the entire jaw. Yeah. Right here. But it's having a hard time because the thing's still trying to sing, so the mouth yeah. is moving up and down. Which really adds to the tension. Yeah. Oh, uh, there it is. It just rips the lower jaw off. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah, because your brain is processing it as as a human skull. Yeah. You know, you can see it's not, and it's just and it's this, a horror show. Again, this was on MTV yeah. regularly. It was great. And that just ends. And then that's it. Yeah. That's the video. That's, that's what it is. It's so weird. That is the most discomforting music video I have ever seen. When I showed it to you that night, you were generally a little shocked. You're like, what is going on? Yeah. Especially because it was Lou Reed and you had no context of what this was. Yeah, and, and the first time you watch it, um, you know, it like like we said, it's creepy just because it's an animatronic. Yeah. And but I didn't know it was coming. <laughs> yeah. So I really hope that at least some people who listen to our show go and watch, go to musicraygun.com and watch the videos before they listen to the episode. You owe it to yourself for this one. For this one, if you heard it, we said, well, we kind of spoiled it for you, but you still should watch it and see what we're talking about. We we don't even do it justice how weird it is. Yeah, but I I hope that at least one person who's listening right now watched it first and and we're like, I need, I have a bone to pick with these guys. <laughs> yes, I, I want to. Like they're listening right now. Like, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> exactly. Should I say, don't blame us. Blame Godly and Cream. Godly and Cream. I'm always curious too. Like, did they have to build another animatronic robot? Like, if something went wrong, that's a good question. If they're like, oh fuck, it didn't go. It doesn't look as good. Let's yeah. do it again. And like, all right, let's get another Ooh, fucking. Maybe movie. some happy medium where they had like. One extra one just yeah. in case, and they're like guys. But that like, if they messed up the first one, they were like, "This next one is it." Yeah, we'll put it together somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I'm very curious to see what you have to say about this next clip because everyone knows this song. Yes, <clears throat> it is creepy. It is creepy, but it's a huge hit. I hate this song. <laughs> hate this song. What song is it? This is Pink Floyd's "Brick in the Wall." Yeah, another brick which. In the wall. From the uh, wall. Pink Floyd, top three worst bands I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I loved them when I was a teenager. Ugh, hate them. When I was 16, I could not get enough of Dark Side of the Moon. That's where I, yeah, oh boy. And I even did the thing, because this was the late 90s when that thing, in fact, it's the thing that got me into Pink Floyd. Yeah. That thing where they said, if you watch The Wizard of Oz yes. with, with Dark Side of the Moon behind it, it syncs up. 
So that really piqued my 16-year-old curiosity. That's how I got into it. Oh, okay, yeah. But I, I also always loved this song. Hate this song. Actually, their top three worst band ever. Caveat, I, I do like the song Money. Sure, that's from uh, Dark Side. Is that from Dark Side? That's a yeah. pretty good song. Yeah. But in general, cannot stand them. <laughs> this is, is the song that made me hate them. Okay. Because this must have come out... 1980. 1980. Okay, yeah. so I was 10. And the song was creepy. I don't know the movie. Oh, um, I do. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm not sure I ever saw it straight. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I remember, I remember watching... There was a night when I was a freshman in college where we all smoked pot and... I was like, let's watch Wizard of Oz with Dark Side of the Moon. And so I had the CD of Dark Side of the Moon, and we tried to do it. But I like had not taken good care of my CD, so it was like skipping all over the place because oh, it was no. scratched up. Oh, no. And you can't do it if it, you know, no. it screws up the sink. So yeah. it was like angry at me. Like, <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, it finale. What the fuck? But uh, my friend Mark had the wall. So we were like, well, let's watch that instead. Okay. So save the night. Uh, well, we it's can... not great. It's not like... In fact, I think the wall disappointing me was sort of where I fell out of love with. Uh, oh, interesting. But but I always loved this song. All right. Well, I, some of it is like part music and part. Well, why did you choose it for Halloween? Just because it's generally kind of creepy. Because it generally scares me. It generally makes me uncomfortable. Or, yeah. Now it doesn't. Now it just makes me mad because I'm like, oh. <laughs> but as a kid, it freaked me out. Yeah. And uh, freaked me out so much that. As a kid, you know, when I was like nine, getting into music at 9 and 10, I'd listen to music on the radio before yes. I go to bed, like on my little clock radio. And you keep it on one station because you just don't want to keep changing it. And inevitably, Pink Floyd would come on. And because it was night, I would be like slapping it, but i got to turn off. Yeah, this isn't good falling to sleep. No, it's this not. It could give you weird dreams. Yeah. It, there, yeah, there's something vaguely menacing about the yeah. song. And then the... The, the, the stuff from the, the movie is real creepy. Yeah. yeah. The whole talk of thought control. The kids singing is... I mm. hate the sound of the children singing. I hate that. Yeah. Well, it, it, was, it sounded like such a grumpy old man. Yeah, girl, say, God. <laughs> Child's laughter. And, Stop singing <laughs> on my lawn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also like that British school, like... Yeah. That school system type of thing. Which like I guess the headmaster and... Is this what this movie's about? What's the movie about? I don't even know. Oh, dude, I don't remember. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and it's a... Is it a full... It's a full movie? Yeah. With Man. Bob Geldof. Oh, really? Yeah. And it has this song in it. I guess yeah. it has other Pink Floyd songs from this album, The Wall? Yeah. Because that fucking album where the song was huge. There's some good stuff. I love Run Like Hell from that album. Don't know. You might like that one. But I guess he's getting made fun of because he's doing poetry. Yeah. Well, just British school conformity. Yes. Ooh, he's gonna break through yeah. his poetry. It just—it seems like if it were just a little bit more to this way, it would just be a Monty Python sketch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes. Exactly. I could see that. Like, if there were any amount of humor in it at all, and it didn't yes. take itself completely seriously? There is zero humor in this. When I was getting into Pink Floyd as a 15 or 16-year-old, my mom was not happy because she hates Pink Floyd. Oh, good for her. And I remember... When, this is a good song. I like this song. <laughs> no. That guitar riff is great. Um, 
And I was like, why do you, you know, I was just a kid, and I was like, what, what don't you like about them? And she said, they're pretentious. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, I didn't understand yeah. the concept of what exactly it was to be pretentious. And now, I still like Pink Floyd. Mostly for nostalgia. Okay. But I totally get why you and my yeah. mom don't like it. Yeah. Because it is super pretentious. It's super pretentious. It just takes itself so seriously. It really does. And yeah. at the end, like, that always creeped me out. Yeah, just that leaving the kids alone. That I was freaking out. This room, I have a specific memory not only of like being in my bedroom listening to this. I have a distinct memory of playing basketball with my friend Tommy, and we'd always have the radio on, and inevitably this song would come on. Yeah, and I just—I mean, it's still classic rock radio plays it constantly. Yeah. So you can imagine in 1980 when it was just always on, and you know, again, you're leaving on the same station. And I would just have to, we play basketball, I just had to white knuckle it yeah. for the whole thing. Because I, I couldn't be like, hey, can you change the station? It's going to creep me yeah. out. So I have to be like, oh, I just got to fucking white knuckle this shit. <laughs> You're trying to play basketball. Trying to play basketball. British headmaster going, if you don't eat your meat, <laughs> you can't have any pudding. Hoping you're like, what is this? <laughs> what is this going on? I'm freaking out. Yeah. I'm just waiting for Gary Newman's cars to come on so I can cleanse myself. Because <laughs> this would freak me out. Yeah. The, 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 the kids, kids marching like this is creepy. And they have masks on. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'll say this. I love certain songs from the wall. Comfortably Numb. Oh, that's the worst song. Run Like Hell. Don't know. Uh, but I don't like The Wall because I really don't like rock operas. Okay. Or even concept albums. Okay. That's where it's, that's where it's like... That's, that's pretentious. So do you hate Tommy? Because I know we talked about I love the Who. the Who. I've never been able to get into that's Tommy. That's what I figured. Yeah. There, again, there are certain songs from Tommy that I like individually, mm-hmm. but I do not like it as a piece. So you like Pink Floyd's song, Another Brick in the Wall, but you don't like the album. Is the album called The Wall or Another Brick yeah. in the Wall? Yeah, okay. and it's a double album, of okay. course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, just those two words together, rock opera. No, <laughs> no. The thing yeah. that's great about rock is that it's short and dumb, and rock operas are not short, and no. they're trying not to be dumb. No, no. And that's the other thing, too, is on the radio, this is a long song on the radio. Yeah. They play, and they play it in its fullest. They never really cut it. I mean, yeah, the guitar solo is pretty great. Oh, boy. Yeah, another is not to like it. <laughs> But yeah, now the kids. I mean, now they're yeah burning the school. The kids. So the kids have won. Yeah, they fought against conformity. They're going to murder the school uh, head headmaster. Yeah, I'll say in its defense because this is a Halloween episode. If you're looking for a movie to watch on Halloween, but you don't like horror movies and you want something a little off the beaten path for Halloween, and maybe you want to smoke pot. The Wall is maybe not a bad choice. No, it, it could be a Halloween movie. It could be. And the rest in, a, in a looking very dapper. Yeah. Oh, was it a dream? I don't know. I mean, yeah. the whole video is a clip from the movie. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, speaking of clips from movies. Yes, good segue. My next clip's uh, unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is, this is getting cool now. Uh, this is the Sisters of Mercy who... I don't know if Anne is into. Oh, of course, she's into sisters. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, not surprised. <laughs> yeah. So, do you know the song "The Body Electric," which was like their first or second Just single? Justin name. It's a great song. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever fully 
recognize Sisters of Mercy if I heard it. I, I mean, they're just they're it. straight up goth. I know she's played it. Yeah, she'll be happy to hear this. Yeah, uh, I know we have the albums because I see them in our album uh, crate, but uh, I, I know nothing of them. Yeah, this. I mean, they are. This is just goth music now. Okay. This isn't like when we were watching the Cult and we were like, it's like pop goth. Yeah, or, this is straight up. This is this is classic goth. This is right next to like Bauhaus. Bella Lugosi's okay. dead. <laughs> uh, God, I remember that. Yeah, this is the Body Electric now. There's no official music video for this song. Mm-hmm. The video we're gonna watch is one of those homemade music videos that someone put on YouTube. Yeah. So it's the song The Body Electric by Sisters of Mercy with a compilation of scenes and clips from the movie Metropolis. Oh, oh. The the silent movie from 1927. Okay. So it's 80s goth rock yeah. soundtracking 1920s silent German expressionism. My interest is peaked because I like German expressionism. It works so perfectly. And you know, the cool thing about silent movies is because it's just score. Yeah. A lot of times people will rescore things. Like a really cool thing to watch is the, um, is, uh, is it Nosferatu or Dracula? I think it's Dracula, which isn't a silent movie, but because it's an early talkie, Mm -hmm. had no soundtrack oh which you realize when you watch it like how weird a movie without without music score yes but in i think it was in the 90s philip glass yes wrote a score i heard about for dracula yes he did so it's cool oh so so a lot of times people will make like a new score for an old silent movie okay um so i would love for someone to just like take all of Metropolis and use 80s goth rock to do the whole thing because <laughs> this just works so well. And I've never seen Metropolis, but... Uh, I I have seen it like in a movie house in Chicago a long yeah. time ago. I'm... I'm cautiously liking this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's creepy, but... The two, the two elements just work so well together. I mean, it, it really works well. Yeah. There's a quality in silent movies that itself is kind of creepy to me. Even yes, yes. I mean, Metropolis isn't horror; it's early science fiction. Yeah. But... Everyone's look in, in 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 early black and white yeah. silent movies is just a little creepy and mean. Yeah. And not on purpose, it's just how they look. No one knew of lighting and, and makeup. And, and the way that people move is always yeah. a little... Not because they're moving weirder, but because the way the camera... Yeah, it's what they Technology at the yeah. time captures movement yeah. is always a little... Yeah. But Metropolis is one of the coolest looking... It really is. This is great. Yeah. And it's... I would not really care for this song without this video. Yeah, it makes you like it. The video really makes me like it. Yeah. It fits so well. Like, whoever put this together is... Really... Really thought of it. Did an artistic job. Yes. Yeah. Now, because people will make homemade music videos all the time where they'll just take clips from a movie and put a song under it, but there's no thought to it. Yeah. And this is obviously very carefully put together. This is carefully planned and thought out. Yeah. I mean, it really, like, and because of the Sisters of uh, Mercy song, it feels like 
a completely different story. Right. But a story you can kind of follow. Yeah. And, you know, the, the person is superimposing multiple images yes. and scenes on top of each other. So there's scenes from the film going on and then the, just the dancer who seems to be yes. dancing to the song. Which, and perfectly. Yeah. Perfectly. Um, is this one of their better known songs? Uh, I would say so. Versus their quote-unquote hit? Yeah, it's a, well, um, not their most well-known song, but it's an early non-album single, and it's a popular one. What and I'm not, like a, I'm not a super Sisters of Mercy yeah. fan, but... What year are we... 82. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It feels right. I mean, it's better than The Wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely better than The Wall. That's a great shot of them looking at the dancer. Yeah, it's real creepy. Yeah. I mean, this would be a great thing on Halloween to watch high and watch repeatedly. Metropolis? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the eyes creepy. Yeah, it's really... And the the guy who did this has, like, built it to match the build of the song, which is yeah. great. Yeah. It's real. The whole thing is really disoriented. Yes, it is. And then, uh, and I've never seen the movie, so I have no context for what's going on. I, which, which I think probably makes it work even better. I think so too. I think now watching this, I go, no, I haven't seen this. Yeah. And this last scene where there's this grim reapery skeleton. I don't, I kind of would rather not know what the context in the movie is. Yeah. Just want to see it fresh. Yeah. It's just. And Gotham Rock is so awesome because it's just like it's so danceable, but it's yeah. also so satanic. Yeah, <laughs> it's dark, but it still has like a bounce to it. Yeah, yeah, it's great bass in this song. Yeah, and then oh, that is so creepy. Yeah, this, this Grim Reaper. That Sith is. I great. don't know what's going on in the movie at this point. I but don't either. It's, I it's upsetting. Yeah, and then at the end he's like, no. Yeah. No, that's some good Halloween material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good so content. Guys, Sisters of Mercy, Crazy World of Arthur Brown. Put yourself a put together a playlist for yourself. <laughs> you just kind of yeah. live. Yeah. Uh, interesting choice for the next one, and I'm like, I kind of pick up what you're putting down here. Yeah. This is this is the song I like now. Oh, okay. So this is the one song that I'm like, it's it's come together, uh, but, but not it, by the Beatles. By is this going to be like where you think Power Station's better than T Rex? No. Okay. No. <laughs> that's because that's true. Uh, the, to me, the Beatles come together and Aerosmiths come together not too far off. Like, I don't go Aerosmith ruined it. No, Aerosmith, Aerosmith's ver- version is totally forward. legit. Yeah. And, it's, and I, I do not like Aerosmith. I'm not a huge. No, there are certain songs I like yeah. still. They're like the Chili Peppers. I, I like them even before I was a teenager. When mm-hmm. I was a kid, I liked Aerosmith. Yeah. I feel like I grew out of them. But their version of Come Together totally holds up. Yes. Yes. So I always felt that this song was a little creepy. A little scary. Even the Beatles version yeah. has a... Yeah. Has a... Yeah, you're like... Shifty quality Yeah, it's shifty. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that... Yeah, yeah, And all yeah. that. And you're like, what is he singing about? I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, yeah. Wait, who wrote this? Oh, this is a John song. Okay. Well, it's a Chuck Berry song, but there's a whole... Come Together is a Chuck Berry song? No, it was, there was a legal issue. Oh, yeah. interesting. Because the first lyric that uh, here come old flat top, he come grooving up solely is cribbed straight from a Chuck Berry song. Oh. So Chuck sued the Beatles. Did he win? There was some sort of deal they worked out where okay. John had to like record in 
a single or an album and give the give the money for oh. to Chuck or something. All right, but yeah, all right. Um, but this is from. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we could do a whole episode on. We this. should do a whole episode. Yeah, this is from Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. The, well, let's be clear. The movie, the song by the Beatles is from Abbey Road, yes. not the album Sgt. No. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. The Aerosmith version is from the the movie Sgt. Pepper's yes. Lonely Hearts Club Band, starring Which, the Bee Gees, starring the Bee Gees and Peter Frampton and a slew right. of celebrities. And Steve Martin doing Steve Maxwell Silverhammer, George Burns is right, in it. Right, right, right. So many people, and uh, it, notoriously it, a huge piece of shit. A huge piece of like <laughs> I saw this in the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my dad took my brother and I because it's the movie itself is kind of geared towards kids. Right. It's like a weird kid movie, but... But, like, kids who do a lot of coke. Yes, exactly. <laughs> kids who really enjoy the blow. Yeah, as because I've heard it described, Sgt. Pepper's is an acid album, but this is a cocaine movie. This is a full... Like, you can go and see it and be like, oh, everyone here has a ton of money. Yeah. And they're just doing blow to get through this movie. And the Beatles have zero to do with it. Zero to do with it. Yeah. And it was around the time where the Bee Gees were at their zenith. And the Bee Gees rule. I, I, I could talk about the Bee Gees all day. Frampton less so. Frampton's but. okay, but he was also at that point because it was 78, so mm-hmm. he was coming off big stuff. Frampton comes alive. And again, it, this is a perfectly 1970s Coke idea of like, let's do a movie based on a Beatles music. We'll call it Sgt. Pepper's. Yeah. And it's full of Beatles covers, most of which are dreadful. Yes. This one rules. Uh, this one is great. Yeah. The Earth, Wind, and Fire one is great. Um, yeah. And this one, we can play, Let's I, play it. Yeah. We play it. The song. But why be, for Halloween? Because the scene is creepy or just because the song you have always both. found creepy? I've always found the song creepy. And when I saw this in the movie, it was creepy because of Aerosmith acting all creepy. Yeah, Aerosmith creepy. like play villains. They play villains in it yeah. who have stolen Peter Frampton's girlfriend. Peter Frampton and the Bee Gees are the Sergeant Club, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club band. Right. And they get their... That's so much coke. They get their magical musical instruments stolen. Yeah. And so they got to get it back. And they're flying in a hot air balloon to go get it. This is George Burns' voiceover. Narrating, yeah. <laughs> and... You can talk over it because there's no yes. way what he's saying they're basically matters. saying that... This music of NBD, which I can't remember the name for that, yeah. is destroying young minds with their evil music. Yeah. And they've stolen uh, uh, Peter Frampton's girlfriend, who's got a name of, like, a, a Beatles song. I can't remember her name. Penny Lane. Penny Lane. Something like yeah. this. Yeah. And so now she's tied up on a neon sign, and the uh, NBD, a.k.a. Aerosmith, yeah. is singing Come Together. And then there's, like... Aryan nation dancers almost with flags which yeah. were real creepy yeah that that always creeped me out yeah and that's in the original yes. obviously yeah. and then you're gonna get close ups of uh Stephen Town and Joe Perry and you're like okay they're real creepy yeah they're creepy they've always, been, they've always been creepy yeah and you can tell you're like you are guys are doing so much blow here yeah they are probably in the depths of their addiction yes. at this point and they and Steve Perry acts real creepy to the girl Steve Perry <laughs> that's Steve Perry yeah yeah 
I wish it was Steve Does Perry. He, oh, that would have been oh, so much better. That so great. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. And then there was Journey doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. Steven Tyler. Okay, so I'm not really sure what's going on, except the Bee Gees and Peter Frampton are kind of come to save the day. Yeah. In a really, one of the worst fight scenes you will ever see in a movie. But I remember being in the movie, seeing this close-up of their big mouths. And just yeah. being really, like... It was really off-putting to me as a kid. Yeah, Steven Tyler's a nice guy. Yeah. But, like... He's that, like... He's that thing of, like... Oh, he's... Oh, by the way, look at that Look at that base. Oh, is it a... Uh, it's a stingray. Oh, everything's a stingray! Uh, like, oh, I'm ugly, but I'm rock and roll, so I'm so ugly that I'm hot. Yes. It's that thing that Mick Jagger invented. He's yeah, exactly. Poor man's exactly. Mick Jagger. And then you add the coke and you add the song. Yeah. And it's just a recipe for creepiness for young Kurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, and then now he's going to be menacing to the girl in a, in uh, an overtly sexual way. I don't know who those two guys are. They're the villains. But it, I can't remember. It doesn't one. matter. It's all just they Try, don't even trying know. to figure out or explain what's happening is futile. Yes. Not because it can't be done, but because it's not worth doing. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. <laughs> Except we're going to get into... Is that word. Bob Hoskins? No. no. Okay. So now you're going to see Peter Frampton's head pop up. Oh, it's... Yeah. As they sing. Now, I do like this song now. Now I'm like, oh, this is a good song. Oh, this is such a great song. It really is. So, the, my only problem with it is that it's overplayed. Yeah, I can see Just that. like another brick in the wall. It's so overplayed on yeah. classic rock radio that even though I love it, I never need to hear it again. Yeah, the rest of makes life. sense. Yeah. And there's Peter Frampton acting. Yeah, yeah. So he sees his girlfriend. I'm assuming Penny Lane. I can't remember her name. There's, yeah, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Strawberry Fields, I guess you could call Polythene it. Pam. So when I watch this fight, this is the worst fight you'll oh, ever no. see ever. Oh, no. Because it's the beasties fighting Aerosmith. All right, watch. Now I could believe Barry and Maurice beating someone up, but Robin getting in a fight? No, nah, I can't yeah. buy it. And then Peter and, and Steven are so like skinny. Like, look at this. This is like <laughs> it's so bad. God, it's so. How bad. How many takes do you think they did? I, as long as many as the coke would last. Yeah. And so then, Stephen's about to kill Pete, and uh, his girlfriend Penny Lane, whoever her name is, like yeah. kicks, pushes. He falls. <laughs> now, how did she, she? Her hands are yes. in shackles. How did she get enough now watch to this. push him off? This is the best. <laughs> <laughs> she falls because the sign falls, and she dies. So she dies. Yeah. And, and look at the beaches. The beaches are just like, oh, bummer. Wow, that sucks. She died, huh? Oh, boy. Wow. That sucks. Well, all right. Anybody going to do another line? Did How get... old were you when you saw that? You have to be... Eight. Oh, yeah. Did Eight. You, were you... That's around the age where you start to become old enough to realize that things can suck? I could kind of felt that this sucked. Because it wasn't what I wanted. I didn't know yeah. the Beatles that much. I knew, you know, I know the Beatles when I was eight. But I think I'm almost positive I went in with like, oh, it's the Bee Gees. I'm going to see the fucking Bee Gees <laughs> movie. Goddamn right. And it's big and it's colorful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also I remember I was a, early on my dad had Wild and Crazy Guy and I listened to Steve Martin sure. religiously. So I'm like, oh my God, Steve Martin's in it. This is going to be great. That's that's like the lowest point of <laughs> yes. him doing Maxwell. And then you're watching it going, What? And you yeah. can't really understand it, and it's it was just it was disappointing. Yeah, but you don't you, you don't cite it as like the first thing as a kid that like 
where you started to develop cynicism. Like, no, your first not yet. Like, not yet. Oh, I went into a thing assuming it was going to be magical. It just <laughs> wasn't. It was disappointing, but it wasn't like, yeah. oh, they did this wrong. <laughs> I didn't know enough that they to know that they did this wrong. Yeah. But we should watch this because it's it's a ridiculous movie. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll add that to our list of selections for when many. we do the music rig on Movie Club. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to make that happen. Uh, Kirk, are you a fan of the Beach Boys? <laughs> uh, I like Good Vibrations. Okay. And I like, uh, oh God, that's, that's such a beautiful song. God Only Knows. God Only Knows. Okay. Uh, God Only Knows is a beautiful, beautiful song. Okay. All the early stuff, I don't care. Oh, this is more from late that late 60s. Oh, okay, period. then I might like it. This is from their album 2020. This is post Pet Sounds, post Good Vibrations. This okay. This is 1968. Uh, this is a song called Never Learn Not to Love. Okay. Uh, which is credited to Dennis, not the chief songwriting mm-hmm. Wilson brother in the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's credited with writing this song. However, the true writer of this song or the original writer of this song is not credited. Do you know who wrote this song? No. You don't know who wrote Never Learn Not to Love by the Beach Boys? No. Charles Manson. Oh shit! This is that song that Charlie Manson wrote. Oh, because he was pals with Dennis. Yes, I have heard of that. There was a song that he wrote for the Beach Boys. I never knew what it was. Yeah, fun stuff. Oh my god! So I, I will try to quickly tell the story of of Charles Manson's relationship wow. with the Beach Boys. I know Boys. a little bit of this because there was a podcast about Charles Manson in California. That's yeah, because because yeah. Charles Manson was. <laughs> Hanging around yeah. L.A. with his family, yeah. who you know before they did what they did were just like hippy dippy, yeah, drop you know. acid, yeah, and, yeah. And maybe the Beach Boys aren't, maybe the Wilson Brothers aren't the sharpest uh, tacks in the drawer, and yeah. maybe Dennis isn't the sharpest tack in the box of <laughs> Wilson tacks. Um, but he met. There's a. There's a, he just like he. Was picking up hitchhikers. Mm-hmm. There, there's an article. Dennis Wilson was picking up hitchhikers. Yeah. Okay. And these two young girls who were like two of Charles's girls. Mm-hmm. So he picked up these hitchhikers and they basically connected him with Charles. So Ch- Charles. Charles. Chucky. Yeah, Chuck Manson. Yeah. There's a there's a newspaper article you can find online um, where Dennis talks about Charles in an oblique way. So the uh, I'm going to read a section of this article, which is a quote from Dennis. I live in the woods in California near Death Valley with 17 girls. They're space ladies. <laughs> this is from like 67 or 68. I told them about our involvement with the Maharishi. And they told me they too had a guru, a guy named Charlie. He drifted into crime, but when I met him, I found he had great musical ideas. We're writing together now. He's dumb in some ways, but I have learned from him. <laughs> that last line is the greatest. Yeah, yeah. That's Dennis Wilson in 1968. Oh, boy. Not long before. Like, clearly while he was giving that interview, he's already been involved with Charles. Yeah. Uh, who is a creep, but, like, they're all hippies, right? Yeah. Anyway. Charles writes this song, Never Learn Not to Love. It's mm. not called Never Learn Not to Love. It's called Cease to Exist. Who changed it? The, the Beach Boys. Oh, okay, they're like, we're going to, okay. Yeah, the first, the first 
lyric in Charles's version of the song, and you can hear him do it because he recorded his own version. Okay. That's on YouTube. The first lyric of the song is "Cease to Exist," and uh, when the Beach Boys did it, they changed that lyric to "Cease to Resist," which isn't much better because it just sounds rapey. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't it's, like it's that. not much better. Yeah, like it's no, almost it's worse. Yeah, because "Cease to Exist," you could almost take it. It's in, like a downer, like existential oh, yeah. way. Maybe I'm questioning life. Cease it's to... only creepy when you know that Charles Manson wrote it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, according to Dennis, Manson refused writing credit because he just wanted money instead. So in an interview later, Dennis said, I gave him, quote, about $100,000 worth of stuff. Of stuff. Like cash and like a TV set. Like a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He just gave him shit. Yeah. He's, because the Beach Boys have more money than they know what to do yeah, with. So like, here, take this. Dennis is drunk and high all the time and also sort of dumb. And so he's just like, yeah, sure, Charles Manson. Here's just a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Thanks for the song. Enjoy. But they did release this as a as a B-side to a single. Oh, okay. What was the single? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Uh, not a big hit or anything. All right. And neither was uh, this song a big hit. But this video is fun because someone... They did perform it on TV. Mm-hmm. So someone took some of the footage of the Beach Boys doing the song and they cut in some footage of Charles Manson. And then they also cut in some footage of... Who I, I it's not the Manson family, but it definitely looks like some sort of '60s hippie cult. Okay, because it's got a bunch of like hippies frolicking frolicking around, but they're with kids, and there were I don't think there were any kids involved. I don't think so with the Manson family, no. like there are in like certain cults. Yeah, so I think it's just footage of like a hippie cult. Yeah, with this uh, Beach Boy song, which because you know that Charles Manson wrote it, becomes creepy. Oh yeah, in the context. Oh yeah. So it just opens oh. with some footage of Charles. So yeah, it's already scary. Old Charlie. Hey Chuck, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> it's like I'm crazy. Yeah. It's... I mean that opening's already weird. Ooh, he stuck his tongue out. <laughs> just him looking into the camera and sticking his tongue out. No, this is this is scary. Oh yeah. See, I don't know who these fucking hippies are, but I, I don't, don't like know. hippies anyway. So I d- okay. I don't like this song. Yeah. I don't like Charles Manson. I don't like hippies. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very fascinated by cults and how they occur. Yeah. Um, but I do not like them. No. But it's freaky. This yeah. is totally freaky. Yeah. And oh, and this is... The, these are the Beach Boys. That's wow. Dennis singing it. Yeah. I'm curious if the other Beach Boys were like... Uh, yeah, we'll record it fine. Or I don't they, think they were thrilled. Or they're just like, it's, or they were, because they were like, this is great. Yeah. And this, this is, this, this came out December 68, so less than a year before the murders. Oh, okay. But Dennis and Charlie's friendship ended before all that happened because something happened where, like, Charlie gave Dennis a bullet and said, Something like, isn't it nice that to know that your kids are safe? Or something like that. Oh, and then Dennis wow. beat the shit out of him. Uh, rightfully so. <laughs> rightfully so. Charles, yeah. So it was one of those things where, like, Char- Charlie was always creepy because they were hippies. Yeah. And it was about, like, free love and it's all cool and that California laid-back yeah. thing. Everyone just sort of was accepting of him being a weirdo because nobody wanted to, like... Yeah. You're in a harshest vibe. Yeah, if that's still a thing around here. Yeah. You can never, like, complain or criticize ever. Yeah. Or else you're no, just a they, bummer, They're man. just living their truth, you're man. You're being a bummer. Yeah. You're living your truth. 
But I think the rest of the Beach Boys were kind of like, uh, Dennis. Come on, dude. I guess we'll do it. Who are you being friends with? Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a great song. And, and, by and, also, means. and also, Dennis was like, he was getting laid. Like, he was having sex with all of Charlie Oh, Benson's I'm sure. Girls. I'm sure they're like, go have sex with him. Yeah, yeah. But there's even. Had I not known this was Charles Manson, I still would have been like, this song's dumb. Yeah, but it wouldn't have necessarily struck you as creepy. No. But every time I hear this, I'm just kind of It's all I think of. Now all I'm going to think of is a young Charles Manson sticking his tongue out at me. Yeah. If I ever hear this song again. Yep. That's... That's uh, what it does. And a bunch of hippies dancing around a fire. Hippies dancing around the fire. Hippies are creepy. They're they're disconcerting. Yeah. But again, also because of the context of Manson. A little bit, yeah. I mean, Because there's like a cult kind of nature to the hippie... Lifestyle. Yeah. I, I'm putting that on that, but that's how I perceive it. Yeah, but I mean, the Manson family murders are sort of what soured the yeah. hippie culture yeah. entirely anyway. But there's never been a time where I'm like, God, I wish I was a, in my 20s when I was in, in the late 60s and I could live the hippie. I'm like, no. No. Never. No, no it's so unappealing. No. Just the worst people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Paul. Yes. I'm going to take this time right now to let people know that I just realized, because you've worn this t-shirt before, Yeah, your, your t-shirt is appropriate for today's episode. Oh, yeah, I wore this on birthday. This yes. is my, uh, I have a t-shirt with the album from the 1950s Leuven Brothers album, Satan is Real. And you played the song. It's a real old, like, country album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a song, it's a great t-shirt. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to be worshipping the devil. Yeah. yeah. And we have fully tonight. Especially with this next clip. Oh, this is that you full. chose. Which I'm. This is of all the for. I, please explain how this is for a Halloween okay. episode of our show. Okay. This Although is, I, I, I will say I watched it and there is something I found creepy about it. <laughs> Yay! You agree with me, sort of. Uh, I I found the song creepy. I still you find the song creepy. a little bit. A little bit. Like, it's so not creepy that it's creepy. Like, it goes back around to becoming creepy. No, I'll tell you what. By the way, this is Simon and Garfunkel's Feeling Groovy. Feeling Groovy. Which is like the least creepy song of all time. This could be a children's song. That's why it's creepy. That's how I know it. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's almost so uncreepy that it goes around. I know it as a kid's song. Yeah. I guess this was like in the 60s as well. But I heard this. I remember hearing this in kindergarten. Because they play it at like playtime. Yeah. Because it's an innocuous song. And it could be on Sesame Street. Yeah, I think it might have been on Sesame Street. I wouldn't too. be surprised. And their insistent, ins- insistent whispering fucking bugs me. Yeah. <laughs> it really Do you bothers not like me. like Simon and Garfunkel in general? I, in general, I don't. I'm trying to think of what okay. songs. I mean, I do a lot, but I understand why people. I don't. I'll, I'll say this: I don't hate them. Okay. I don't, I'm not like, oh, fuck them. I just kind of go, oh, I understand why they were so important. I love them, but I know some people who have like a visceral revulsion to their, to their sort of pop folk sound. And I get it. Even though I disagree, I get it. Especially with this song because of that. Yeah. Whispery. And the whispery thing more disturbed me than yeah. I don't like folk. Uh, big big news. I don't really like folk music. Uh, but out of all the folk music, if someone's like, "Oh, well, you have to listen to something," I would listen to Simon and Garfunkel over like Mama's Joe and the Papas, or, uh, Joe oh, okay. Baez, yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Like I really listen, heart like folky folk. Yeah, they're so popular. I would take Simon and Garfunkel over Woody Guthrie. Okay, sure. But there, I'll tell so, you what I found creepy when I watched this was just the way Art looks into the camera. He looks creepy. 
But this very beginning, this whisper, hang on. It's that. just mellow, man. No, it's like you're you're ordering me in a whispery voice, and I don't like it. Yeah. No, don't tell me what to do in a whisper. What bothers me the the, the music doesn't bother me at all. It's just I mean it's yes. a little it's a little <clears throat> dippy. It's not my favorite Simon and Garfield. Yeah, song, the, the actual only, music I don't mind. Yeah, it's their it's their forceful whisper that I don't like. <laughs> in the video, Paul is having so much fun. And then yes. Art, because Paul is four feet tall and Art is seven feet tall, is standing behind him, of course. He's standing behind Paul's shoulder. And the way that he's looking into the camera and singing with, like, almost gritted teeth. Yes. He looks that way that, like, when you're a kid and you're in public with your parents and you're misbehaving and they're telling you to stop. Oh, like, stop. stop. But you're in public so they don't yeah. want to make a scene. So they're talking to you like this. Out of the bottom, out of their bottom teeth, yeah. and they're being very stern but quiet, but telling you, <laughs> you better stop what you're doing. This whole video art looks yeah. like that. I get to, and that. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe I hear that in that singing, and that's what bothers me. Maybe, but as a like, kid, it's such I, a happy song. But I'm like, why is Art Garfunkel mad at me? <laughs> yes, he's also like, and I get that they had to do it for the TV show. Yeah, but he is like way up in Paul McCartney. They're like real yes. close to each other. Yeah. And, uh, like, way up in each other's grill. Although, Paul is delightful in this. Oh, he's just... He looks like he's having the most fun yeah. in the world, and Art looks like he's literally in some sort of pain. Yes. Or, like, he doesn't want to be there. Like, they just had a fight. Yeah. And Paul is, is completely <laughs> able to compartmentalize yeah, it okay. and, and perform. Yep. And Art is, like, seething. Yes. He's going to let it trickle into his performance. Yeah. Yeah, it's I like think, right before they the lights went on, they yelled action. Paul was like, "Oh, by the way, um, Art, I fucked your girlfriend." Okay, and so the girlfriend, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's brilliant. I might like this song more if they just didn't do the whispering. I would agree. Like, there's a lot of children's entertainment that's so light that it almost yeah. becomes menacing. Yeah, this to me is that. It's that. It's yes. that forced whisper that I'm like oh boy right guys he's up off me <laughs> oh and then it just so do you have a memory of being a kid and like hearing this and being like this is bomb like it's bothering you I feel like kindergarten yeah I feel like being in kindergarten during like you know like and then, this the, might sm- be a, and then the smothers brothers the smothers brothers out. act all wacky yeah. and trying to make them laugh well that's what they do those that's smothers. what they do those smothers brothers it's really early smothers brothers too because Dick yeah. doesn't have a mustache yet yeah way early they're way young yeah I think it's that this might even be a forced memory but I do a false memory excuse me of being in kindergarten where it's like okay free time right do whatever you want and just and then like they play music for you I remember hearing this and just being like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I chose it, because I distinctly remember that forced, slow down. Ooh, slow down. And I'm like, oh, you moving don't fast. fucking yeah, yeah, tell yeah. me what to do, you know, whisper like that. <laughs> freaking me out. No, I, I kind of get it. I'm not, yeah. I don't share it, <laughs> but I can I can understand where yeah. you're coming from. All right, thank can, you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for appreciating my pain. Uh, Kirk, do you know the band Zigzags? No. There's no reason why you would. <laughs> There's never a reason. They're why. a current L.A. band. Oh, okay. I mean, I, my whole angle on this Halloween episode is I've been concerned that we have not fucking rocked on this show in a while. We've been doing a lot of funk and R&B yeah. stuff, and we need some rock. We need a lot of rock on this one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was, it was Satan. 
Uh, <laughs> That's right. So I put the zigzag. Satan bangs loves on rock. There. Satan doesn't love funk. I love this band and I love this song. This is the video for Magic by Zigzags. This is from 2014 or 15. Well, it's real recent for us. I don't know a lot about this band. I know they're LA based. Uh, you know what I'm about to ask you? What? How do you know them? Fucking. I don't know. I know the first song of theirs. I heard. I actually can't think of the name of the song. I can picture the the single art in front of me. But I don't know. I I don't know. Probably on a music blog. Okay. Stereo Gum or yeah. or, or uh, Brooklyn Vegan or something. I okay. probably was just looking at music blogs and you five saw years this. ago and song saw a song by them and got into them. And you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is just a great. Again, put this on your Halloween playlist and it'll work like a charm. I don't know much about the band, but I found on their like Bandcamp page they have a really long like press bio. Mm-hmm. That is just the best press bio copy I've ever read in my life. So I want to read it, please, because I want. This isn't why. even the whole thing. Like I really readers digested this. Okay, just to it's like three times as long, but I still have a lot to read. So I'm just going to read this, and then we're just going to play the right, song. Good. All right, I'm ready because it's so satanic. Uh, <laughs> they're not like a metal band, but uh, okay. So this is their this is their like press bio. In the year 2014, in the ruins of the city once known as Los Angeles, three underworld dwellers with one job, one hot tub, and one unkillable riff between them knew that they had to make a ripping record or die trying. Zigzags had a vision. It was a dark and weird one. The kind of thing you see flickering on the monitor when your stolen spaceship wakes you from cryosleep, or the kind of thing that flashes across the inside of your forehead when you wake up hungover from sleeping in your van. Theirs was the nightmare of the insane and the all-too-normal, the Bermuda Triangle between sci-fi and lo-fi and no budget, the Twilight Zone twist ending where it turns out everyone else was an alien the whole time. When Cliff Burton wore that misfit shirt, zigzags. When the emergency broadcast system interrupts that John Carpenter movie, zigzags. When a soggy pile of Thrasher mags and Jack Kirby comics spill out of a dumpster behind the Sunday school, zigzags. When the Ramones were scared of the basement and the angry Samoans couldn't find the right side of their mind, zigzags. When a kid breaks his elbow copying a WWF heels pile driver and starts laughing instead of crying, zigzags. And when the electricity goes off forever and torchlight reflects off chrome, zigzags. Now, yeah, we're both editors. That, right. That's great copy. That's great. That's great copy. That's great. I yeah. love it. I love that's it so great. much. Now, that copy is so good, I'm expecting a lot out of this. Because oh, that's, that's you're, great. You're going to get the most uh, fucking rocking Halloween music and the most low budget video you've ever seen in your life. This is really low budget. Yeah. This video costs $2. <laughs> this is real fast Paul music. Oh, this is, yeah. This is this is driving music. I was about to say, I see you driving. I'm trying to fit. I'm, I, driving to my office job at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, and we're going to get a reason why we think this is a Halloween video? It's just creepy. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> yep. Okay. I mean, so okay. far we've been yeah. seeing a, a uh, third person perspective from a girl whose hands are. Bound I, yeah, at I the just wrist, saw that, and she's trying. It seems like she's trying to escape somewhere. Yes. And then we see three hooded figures in creepy masks. Yes. 
who are vaguely menacing her, yes. but not necessarily trying to chase her down. No, like just not letting her escape. Right. That, yes, that is creepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I like the copy better. Oh, I mean, but the copy sounds like the music, doesn't it? The copy it? fits what they're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean that in a good way. Not trying. They're succeeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. They're not my kind of music, but that copy is great and fits what they're trying to bab up. Being lo-fi and mm-hmm. um, referring to Twilight Zone and yeah. It's not quite heavy metal. It's, it's not quite garage rock, but it's somewhere in between. You wouldn't go ahead and... Throw this in punk? Or no? No. Okay. It's more just like stoner rockers. But not thrash. No. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. It is really interesting the video. They're not keeping her necessarily. Well, they I are I think now. they're going to sacrifice they're her. They're going to sacrifice her now. Yeah, yeah. But she keeps escaping and they just kept, they keep going up. Can't, can't leave. You know what it kind of reminds me of is, did you see the first season of True Detective? Yes, I did. They're like the call to yeah. who's sacrificing the little girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like that. Who the, the perspective we're seeing is this girl's going on an altar in, in yes. a couple minutes. This is very scary. Yeah, made for two dollars. Like I said, like they're just like, wearing like party party yeah. uh, party city. And masks. they're just above a, a bridge in L.A. Yeah, and it's you know third person perspective. You don't even need a fancy camera. Yeah, I mean the low budget quality makes it creepy. Yes, yes. The video is better than the song for me. <laughs> but if, I, I love all well, of it. They I both, love all of it. They work well together. Yeah, yeah. Awesome solo. With the song, the video, and the copy, I appreciate that the zigzags know who the fuck they are. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. These guys rule. They're doing a show, like, next month. I should Whoa. go see them. This, this guy, which is just... This is like, you know, Eddie for Iron Maiden. They're like, yes, yes. This character is in all their videos. Okay. Where it's just a dude wearing ratty jeans, a black band t-shirt with a denim vest over it, and a skull mask with like long rocker hair. Yeah. Like a metalhead skeleton. Yeah. This is their, this is their cheap version of Eddie. He he pops up in all their videos. Oh my God. And not all their videos are like scary or creepy. Oh. But he's in all. But he's in all the ones that aren't creepy? Yeah. yeah. Which is probably just one of them or like their friend. Yeah. It's like, you want to do this? Halloween store mask. But he also like saves the girl and and zaps the The culty guys at the end. Yeah. The best is that's how it ended. That's how it ends. Creepy guy came and saved the day. Now I think that video was inspired by the cover of Black Sabbath's first album. Oh, because it's like outside. The, yeah, doesn't the, the color scheme, the way they saturated. Yes. Those, don't you think they're referencing this album? Cover? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. If that was a big influence to them, and and them with their mask kind of looks like that figure. Yes, with that. Yeah, and the yeah. black and the it long. looks a lot like the Black Sabbath album. Interesting. Yeah. So nice that's comparison. Yeah, I always thought that. I would so. think so. Yeah. So uh, I just love zigzags. I think they're real. I always put that song on my Halloween playlist every nice. year. So I think that's appropriate. Yeah, that's appropriate. I want to know who wrote that copy because it's fantastic. Oh, it's great. It's so good. That's great. I, yeah. Uh, and like I said, it's even longer. So find <laughs> their find their Bandcamp page and read the whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's at least twice as long oh with, with even more of that type that's of thing. So funny. All right. 
Kirk. Yes. Set up the next clip because I'm again I'm real curious about okay. why you picked this for our Halloween. I'm episode. also not alone in this. Yeah. But uh, my final uh, Halloween scary video. Scary video. Scary video. This is a scary video. The uh, video or the this video. Or? Both are scary. I find nothing scary it about is, either. But it is Meatloaf doing Paradise by the Dashboard Light. <laughs> right. Which I don't find scary, but I do find. Terrible. I, as I've mentioned, I and I will get into this as we play the song. Yeah, I hate Meatloaf the singer and I hate Meatloaf the food. <laughs> That's right. That was one of your turn. Yeah, and I'll explain both as we watch this freaking <laughs> eight-minute video of Meatloaf. Oh, another classic rock radio staple. Always on. Always on. And another here's, example. Here's of, the thing. Yeah, I'll say I would probably love this song if it were two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Not what? eight. Oh, this eight and a half minute long yeah. epic. We don't even have to listen to all of it because it's way too long. <laughs> but but let's get to why it's scary. It's now. I was talking to uh, 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 my good friend, fan of the show, Mike Byer. Yeah. And, Hi, Mike. Uh, I was telling him um, with the songs I picked. Yeah. And of course, he's like, "You're weird." <laughs> and then I said, "Meatloaf." He's like, "Oh yeah, that's scary." He's like, I was like, I remember seeing that video because it's a whole concert video. Yeah. And he's like, it's creepy, it's weird, and it's it's partly Marvin, 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 Marvin Lee, Lee a day, Marvin Lee a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it's not that he's a big guy. It's that it's the whole thing. It's the frilly shirt, uncapped, with the long greasy hair. He's directly into the camera. Yeah. He's very intense. Okay, I mean, I guess I can see what you're getting at. And I mean, look, he wasn't in the Rocky Horror Picture Show for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I, and this woman, who's got a, a hell of a voice, she creeps me out too. What I want to know is, is that the woman who's actually singing on this song? I thought it or was. Or is that someone who's just there for the video? I don't think so. I okay. think that's the singer. Because uh, I thought they like reunited like maybe years later and did this as like, oh, look, we're doing this again. She's got a quality that's always appealed to me, but like that is uh, sexy, but in a creepy way. See, that's what I'm talking about. She's really intense too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, this feels this is like an operatic rock opera song too. Yeah, which always to me is also creepy. I mean, everything about the '70s to me always seems to it's have a, 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 a sticky underbelly yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah, it really is. And I feel figuratively and literally. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I feel like. Like even like like a frilly shirt that's half open with suspenders. You're yeah. just like, ah, yeah. Um, and his hair's a mess, and it's just all of it just really made me feel uncomfortable. And then the song too. The song just felt at I can't remember what year this was, but late seventies. So it was eight or nine. Yeah, it felt overly intense and in my face. I guess I can see that. Yeah. Um, another song that like. Not as much as The Wall. Uh, not nearly as much as The Wall. But I would have to turn this off. <laughs> Here's where I think I can access what you're saying. Aside from the fact that it does have that Rocky Horror quality yeah. to it, where it's sort of a... It is, it's not from a rock opera, but it may as well be. Yeah. But also, I can picture a movie 
where a slaughter or massacre is happening, <laughs> soundtracked by this, ironically, yes. like in a Quentin Tarantino movie Exa- or something. Yep, yep. Like when Mr. Blonde cuts off the yeah. guy's ear to Stuck in the Middle with you. Which is a great song. Right. Like, I can imagine yes. a, an action-y scene where a bunch of people are getting gunned down in a blaze of glory, and yes. the song is playing. Yes. In a Tarantino movie. Exactly. And there's just... It's also that scream, sing- the scream singing. They're singing it well, yeah. and they're scream singing. It's the singing. opposite of feeling groovy, yes. but it's the same effect. This, hate uh, this. I mean, this I, was the part that made me the most tense. This never made me tense or scared, but I remember even at a young age just finding this song deeply annoying. Yeah, this is terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole baseball and thing. The, and yeah, the baseball announcement Ugh. thing. And now, like. Uh, creepy stage kissing. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Creepy stage kissing that it's kind of kissing. And, and I can remember being at a young age understanding that this is Me too. baseball announcing, but getting the double entendre. Yeah. And just being like, even at, again, at a young age being like, Ugh. like yeah. come on. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, I like, was it's like just that gauche. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Be better. Be better, Meatloaf. Yeah, try a little harder. Yes. Yeah, and this, the kissing's all icky. Right. Because there's something about, like, uh, you're adults, but you're using our kids' language <laughs> of, like, going yeah. all the way. Like, going to third base. Third base. Yeah. Like, you're, in a, you're a grown-up. Yeah. Just, just have sex. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do all this crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then... Just the metaphor yes. of it is... And so. then here's the thing. There's more. Yeah. There's this part. Like I said, it's not a rock opera, but may as well do there's, it. I just uh, yeah, don't like is, that quality. There's of four it. parts to it, and you're yeah. just like, oh my god. Um, I'm going to take this time right now to talk about why I hate me love the food. Okay, now this, I strongly disagree. <laughs> I know. I'm with you on not liking meatloaf. Yeah. But. Okay. Oh, I, before we continue, let Please. me just say... Meatloaf, Marvin Lee a day is supposed to be a real nice guy. I bet you he is, and, and I when he had that huge comeback... Yeah. I still hated his music, but I still was like, dude, good for you for yeah. making a big-ass comeback. That was huge. He's supposed to be real nice, sweet to fans, really yeah. gracious. Great. So nothing against no, him as a person. Not at all. I just don't like his music. Great in Fight Club. Yes. Great in Fight Club. Right. Um, he's also... Uh, By the way, the song is only like half over. Yeah, it's So terrible. please yeah. talk about why you don't yeah. like Meatloaf the Food. Um, he's also great in a, a very rare Anthony Michael Hall movie called Out of Bounds okay. as a villain yeah. um, okay so meatloaf mm-hmm. I don't like meat and loaf form is the first thing okay. it bothers me okay um, even if it's a more if it's dry obviously it's garbage if oh you just put ketchup on it Paul fucking <laughs> god damn it ketchup is the worst I know how you feel about oh god damn it and that's what people do they're like let's try it we'll throw some ketchup on it ketchup is bad but ketchup and meatloaf itself is the worst with flan for dessert flan for dessert oh boy it's my nightmare but even if it's not dry yeah I don't like the crumbly break apart meatloaf aspect yeah and I hate gravy Huh. Gravy's awful, so I know people love meatloaf and gravy as well. Do you just hate sauces and condiments <laughs> I, in general? I love mustard. Okay. I like I like uh, most barbecue sauces. I love vinegar. I know you hate ranch. I hate ranch. Probably not a mayonnaise fan. No, I'm not a mayonnaise fan. Okay. I hate ketchup. Yeah. A uh, lot of people hate ketchup. Hate ketchup. Don't like gravy, and then all the and then what do you get? You're talking about like brown gravy. Brown gravy, okay. Yeah. Because where I come from, that, we call marinara like a like a pasta sauce gravy. That's fantastic. Sure. Yes. Yeah. 
Gra- you wouldn't put that on meatloaf. No. So. Gravy, uh, and then all the accoutrements that come with mashed potatoes. I don't like mashed potatoes, so I don't like mashed potatoes and meatloaf. Huh. So there's nothing good about meatloaf, the food that comes with it. None. Okay. And for years, people have been like, you haven't had my meatloaf. I'm like, no, I don't want your meatloaf. It's still going to blow. That's like me with tacos in L.A. <laughs> Whoa, you don't like tacos? Oh, I, don't God, like, I don't like Mexican food. Okay, well, then that's, yeah, that's understandable. But, but I always get from people, oh, you you have to go to my Mexican <laughs> yeah. restaurant where you'll get real tacos. You're like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't need to do that. I've been to so many. I've been disappointed by so many L.A. Mexican oh, restaurants. That's so funny. Yeah, I, people have come to me like, I'll make you a meatloaf that you'll love. Even Anne and I was like, don't make me a meatloaf. Yeah. I won't eat it. <laughs> yeah. So there's my meatloaf yeah. rant that we became a food podcast. Yes. And that... This is now food rave. And the song is still going. Oh, it never ends. No, it never ends. And that's I have a vivid memory of being in the car with my parents and just yeah. playing and just being like, oh, this song it is so annoying. There's so many parts to it and yes. it goes on and on and they didn't on. cut it. You didn't cut it for no, radio. because no, it's FM and they were like, we're playing the whole thing, man. Yeah. There's no radio edit for this song. Yeah, coming up next, we got Meatloaf, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Followed by a words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Ooh. And look at his face. Yeah, Just, he, yeah, he's a creep. Yeah. He's creepy in this. Delightful man in real life. He looks like both members of Tenacious D. <laughs> Put together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He's like Jack plus Kyle. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. So, um... Wow, we made it. He's cool. I just don't like. I just cannot stand the song. Still not as bad as uh, "I'll Do Anything for Love," but I won't do that. If I had to choose, I think now, yeah, I would probably choose "Paradise." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy! Wow, we really got through that. That was exhausting. We We had to go on a twenty-minute tangent (laughs) about about actual meatloaf. Yeah, just to get through it. Yeah, because that song's three hours long. (laughs) Good lord, it is. Okay, we have one. We have one clip left yeah. with an intro. Are you familiar with the band Gorgoroth? No, but that name sounds good. Please tell me they're German. Oh, better. What? Norwegian black metal. <laughs> I only know of Norwegian black metal in theory. I've never heard it. Oh, well, you're gonna. <laughs> but before we watch a live performance by Gor- Gorgoroth, yeah. there's this great video. that's it's my It's been my favorite thing on YouTube since... The day I discovered YouTube. Mm-hmm. I watched this clip once a month for 12 years. Really? It's just like a 20 second clip from an interview with Gal, the lead singer of Gorgoroth. Gal, the lead singer of Gorgoroth. That's G-A-A-H-L. Oh, wow. And it's just someone asking the question, you'll hear it. Okay. What is the primary ideology or primary ideas behind Gorgoroth's music. Okay. And Gaul's answer is perfect. All right. But not just his answer, but the way he says his answer. All right, great. So let's just get to it. So this is... start by just you telling us... Describe Gaul for us, please. Gaul looks like a... um, He's got long hair, a goatee. Surprise. He's uh, quite skinny. Yeah. Has uh, all in black. Looks like he's holding a wine glass. Oh yeah, he's got a glass of wine. He's got a glass of wine. He looks kind of like a magician and a faith healer. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, When he's on stage, he's going to be wearing corpse makeup, so it'll look a little like Arthur Brown, but uh, let's start it over. I'd like to start by just you telling us 
what is the, 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 the primary ideology or primary ideas that fuel Gorgoroth, Gorgoroth's music? And he drinks the wine. He he waits twenty seconds, yes. considering his answer. Yes, whispers Satan, and then takes the slowest sip of wine, self-satisfied, and then just stares down the interviewer who doesn't say another word. That's fucking brilliant. Whether he had that dialed up or just came up with it, either way, that's brilliant. I don't. I don't think. It's much of a put on. Yeah, these guys are for real. The the guy the the guy Infernus, who the name of the guitar player who founded the band, Infernus, is an actual theistic Satan, Satanist, which which is to say, unlike like a Levian Satanist, who is a form of Satanism where they don't believe in Satan, mm-hmm. and it's just sort of um, it's a non-theistic belief yeah. system. These are guys who believe that Satan is real and worship him. Oh, okay. So they're not putting on airs. No, this is this is this is pretty satanic. This, this is real deal Satan. So this is them performing their song "Possessed" (parentheses) by Satan. We love parentheses. Uh, so, so this is from a performance in Poland. Of course. So, <laughs> Uh, now those are two actual people on crucifixes. Oh yes, fully naked. A, a fully nude man and a fully nude yes. woman wearing uh, whose heads are covered in black hood, yeah. hoods, and they're uh, propped up on crucifixes, just as just as stage props. Yeah, you'll notice throughout the clip they are not mannequins; those are living people. Yes, uh, there are also pentagrams galore, obviously some torches. Yep, um, and. <sighs> Severed sheep's heads everywhere, everywhere on stakes. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I would imagine those are real too. Oh boy, yeah. Happy Halloween (laughs) and hail Satan. Oh my God. Yeah, this rules. This. Okay, I can't put together wine drinking guy and this guy at all. That's golf. That it's so <laughs> that voice. Yeah, that's black I'm, metal, and that's not enhanced voice. No, that's how you sing when you're in a black metal band. Oh my god. Yeah, this rules. This is just like the natural endpoint of rock and roll. Yes, this is. <laughs> this is also like. Fuck any other metal band that tries to be hard. Look at the size of that crowd, dude. Yeah, that's a big... It's not in some fucking club. European metal fans are not fucking around. That's not like some sort of indie nightclub where it's just like, hey, we're having a metal black metal group here. Yeah. There's a huge fucking crowd there. In Scandinavia, this music is wildly popular. Wow. And has been for a while. This is from like 2004, I think. Oh my God. This song is from their second album in 96. This performance is 2004. And it totally rules. Wow. This is, I'm wondering if this yeah. is like one of their hits. Oh, check out that. Check out like that, that severed sheep's head on a, on a pike. Wow. 
I mean, this is this is Satan worship. Yeah, is, 100%. Yeah, without being an actual religious ceremony, this is as close as it gets. Yeah. Because worshiping Satan is so cool, man. <laughs> yeah. It's cool as hell. I, I hope this no is like... No pun intended. I hope this is like their big hit. I hope this is like their free bird. Yeah, this is a hit. Like, this, this is, is their... Like, like, they've been waiting for... Play Possessed! I, I, I mean, I... <laughs> I don't think they play this on the radio in <laughs> Norway, but maybe uh, they do. And yeah, it makes all other metal bands seem weak. Oh yeah, like I'm like, oh Kiss, shut up! <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, this is for real. Oh, There's so many bands like this wow. out of out of Norway because it's so cold. I don't know because they're yeah. awesome because it rules because <laughs> it's cool to worship the devil. It is, I guess. <laughs> now, what would it take for you to go to the show? Um, uh, would you do it just for the experience? Yes. Yeah. Uh, a free ticket, obviously. <laughs> um, you would need to. I would want a limo. Yeah. See that? See, she's oh, moving yeah, back she there. Is. She's readjusting on the crucifix because it's not comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And I would want to be in the back in case I needed to make a hasty exit. Okay. Otherwise, I would go. Next question. You have to choose free, a free ticket either way. Choose between this or Gigi Allen. Which show do you go to? This. Okay. Just because visually it's more interesting. Visually it's more entertaining. They're not it's throwing a, their own feces yes. at you. It's a presentation. Yeah. As much as this is a horror show... It's still a presentation where Gigi Allen, I feel like, is straight up trying to harm himself and others. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. mentally ill. I don't think these guys are mentally ill. Yeah. They're just Satan worshipers. Yeah. Like, the, the whole, like, drinking wine at a wine bar gives it away of, like, you are Satan worshipers, but you're Gaul not. is not. Gaul is, oh, is not. Gaul is actually, he worships, like, Thor in that shit. He's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a Norse paganist. Okay. And he says... Satan for him is more almost like more Levian, like it's about freedom. It's oh, it's, okay. it's hedonism and yeah. not actual. I believe Satan is an actual being who represents evil, and I worship. I would love to know if there's discord in the band because well, Gaul's not in the band anymore. He's not their original singer, nor is he their singer anymore. Oh. But I bet the, he's the, the only constant. They've been around for twenty five years. The only constant oh member is Infernus, the guy who found the band. Okay. Who believes that he is he? The quote is that uh, he believes he is Satan's minister on Earth. Okay, and that's why he founded this band. Good for him. Which again rules so hard. <laughs> we all need goals. There's also something about this music that to me is like it shares a, a commonality with trance or EDM, where I feel like if you're there and it's it's droning in a way where it becomes yeah. hypnotic. You just—it's just over. It's like a wave. Yeah, and even yeah. What, watching this, like, cannot. There's probably something about being there that can't be captured unless you're there. Yes. Just imagine how hot Ugh. it is in that room. How smelly. I'm curious because there's not been that many crowd shots. If they're like thrashing a lot, or they're just listening because they're from Norway and <laughs> that's maybe they're polite. Yeah. Also, if those she severed sheep's heads are real, and they look fucking real, it must literally smell like it death. It must in that literally room. smell like rotten. They meat. would. There'd have to be different like 
FDA guidelines. It's not the FDA, man. It's not America. America, I don't know what their guidelines are. Because you know what? America is trying to keep down rock. Yeah. Not the Norwegians, man. Yeah, this is uh, like I hear Norwegian death metal as a joke in many things. Oh, no, it is not a joke. No, it's but a like it's a part of like in a, in, a, in a sketch or something. You hear it as like. Because it's just shorthand for the most intense heavy yes. metal that exists. And so I know it because of that, but I've never heard of it until this moment. Yeah. This is just heavy metal taken to its, its yeah. natural conclusion. You can't go any farther. What unless no, unless you're actually like sacrificing. Yeah, I was going to say unless someone is literally being sacrificed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, was so cool. Like, look, the crowd is not that hyped. Like, I mean, they're excited, but they're not freaking the fuck out. Yeah, that's interesting. My other favorite thing about Gal is that he's gay, and a lot of Gorgorov's fans had a problem with that, and his response was like. We fucking worship Satan. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, the best ever. Yeah, what are you like, talking about? You're Gagarin's fans, but oh, you have a problem because I'm gay. Like, yeah. fuck you. Fuck you. We worship Satan, you dumb fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think yeah. Satan cares <laughs> if I'm gay? <laughs> fuck no. Like, you're willing to... You're willing to at least pretend to worship the devil, but you still won't be like, no, homosexuality is wrong. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. the devil, yeah. Yeah, yeah, No. Wow. Gorgorov rules. Gorgorov, by the way, is the name of the area where Mount Doom is in the fucking Lord of the Rings. It's from... Oh, my it's God. From, it's <laughs> See, now I'm like, okay, you are nerds. Yep. You're oh, nerds. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're badass Satanists, but they're also fucking they're nerds. Straight up fucking fans. No, you don't. You don't get there unless you're picked on as a nerd first. <laughs> yeah, that, <that's laughs> yeah. There's something there. There's something there. No, they're dealing with. This is them dealing with having been bullied for being bookworms yeah. and read Tolkien. Yes, religiously. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but I was like, oh, I really want to end our Halloween episode. You needed to end by because Satan. we couldn't end with feeling groovy. No, I love Gorgoroth. They're cool as hell. Uh, worshiping the devil is cool. So if whether it's Halloween or not, rock and roll is about worshiping the devil. It's the devil's music. It's the devil's music. It's, yeah. We've proven it here tonight. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And uh, New Jack Swing is God's music. <laughs> and I like both of them. You can worship both. Yeah, yin and yang, baby. <laughs> that is you, Paul. That's what, yeah, make, make yourself a, a mixtape where side A is... Norwegian black metal, <laughs> and side side B is just a bunch of stuff that Teddy Riley just produced Teddy Riley in 1988. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be the best. <laughs> but that's all for this episode of Music Raygun. If you want to subscribe to the show, it's available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. You can email comments and questions to musicraygun at gmail.com. And if you know someone who might like Music Raygun, please tell them about it because word of mouth is the best way to share the show. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Finchon. Until next time, hail Satan. See you too. Halloween, Halloween, do Halloween. Ghostly things are gonna happen. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Halloween spooks outside my window. I wish that the children could see, but I can't find them for the life of me. And there's Halloween spooks outside my window frame. <laughs>
can't find them for the life of me. And as I 